What's up, Jomil? Happy Black History is American History Month, friends. Yes. Came so fast, right? Ah, oh, couldn't come fast enough. Shout out to all the Americans making history who happen to be black. Yep. Feel real historical right now. <laughs> Man, it's, it's, it's interesting because 2019 was such a great year. There was so many things going on uh, for black people and just great history being made. I'm just so ready to do it all again this year, you know. Yes, yeah, I'm. I'm really proud just of what has been happening, and and also, you know, shout out to the queen who made the this rendition of the national uh, anthem, the black national anthem. She did a wonderful job. I actually got on YouTube and ran across her, and she has some really great things. So we'll put her link in our show notes as well. Um. But yeah, this this last couple of weeks has been pretty eventful, and I feel like we could really benefit from jumping into the gratitude jar today. Yeah, let's 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 bring it back, right? Let's do it. So, Keith, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for all the adventurers out there, hmm. specifically the ones who adventure into new cultures and experiences. You know, like through the internet and the unlimited access to information that that brings, we have so many opportunities today. So many to learn about all the different people out there and the vast cultures that make up our world. Yeah. But with this unlimited access, right, comes a ton of opportunities to be distracted through social media. Tell me about Ridiculous it. amounts of programming. I mean, all those TV shows, Hulu, Netflix. I mean, there's just so many things that just take you away from knowledge. Um, and it's hard to stop sometimes and really see what and who makes up this world around us. Mm. So I'm thankful for those people. I'm thankful for those that still choose to invest in learning about others through conversation, those documentaries, books, yeah, yeah, audiobooks, sure. experiences, podcasts, podcasts, eh? <laughs> uh, those adventurers that still choose to spend their time at, and delving into real cultural um, experiences firsthand. Yeah. Um, but you know, I went to Paris. I know <laughs> you were firsthand jumping into culture there. Tell me about it. Yeah. So my recent trip to Paris was one of those experiences. Um, I went with my family and I feel like it was a, a real experience, not stuck behind those glass windows of a tour bus. Mm, yeah. I mean, we did do that one time, but yeah. I'm just saying like the, we were there for like eight days and I don't know those, those walking in the streets, meeting the locals. That's the kind of experience that we had getting to know people's names uh, fumbling over uh, language barriers, but just g getting that real, that real sense of of where we are and who we're around, to the point when we almost left that we felt like we we're living there. You know? mm, I remember you saying just to the language piece, how you were hearing French even when you came back for a while. Yeah, right? it was like in, in your head, it's, and I took all those classes uh -huh. and don't remember much. But <laughs> when I was there, it kind of came. It came back and, you know, it's just those moments where you stop and really just take it in uh, that really stay with you. 
So yeah. that's what I'm grateful for. What about you? I think that's amazing. You know, I really encourage everyone to get a passport. If you don't have one, get one. Because traveling internationally is an experience we all ha- must have. We just have to. Amen. Um, so I'm grateful for so many things. Um, first of all, I'm really grateful for all of the feedback that I've been getting, I know you and I have both been receiving text messages, emails, just conversations from people who've been listening to the episodes and are really thinking more deeply about eating healthier, being healthier. And for me, that is such an amazing feeling of affirmation because that's really the point of this podcast. It's it's one with a purpose to get us to have conversations again mm-hmm. about ourselves, about our well-being, and to really, you know, kind of think about how to be that next best version of ourselves. So I'm really, really grateful for that. So keep them coming. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yes. And so when I said this last couple of weeks were really eventful, um, my mom, my mother-in-law actually went to the hospital and she spent uh, over a week in the hospital. She She's actually still there, willing for her to come home very soon. Um, but I'm grateful for so many things in the experience of that. Number one, you know, Gigi is magical. She is literally the ultimate black magical unicorn. Like her fortitude, her self-awareness, her willingness to always want to be the best Um, version of herself because she knows there's others who are looking up to her and wanting to be with her and just really showing up in an amazing way. I love her so much for that. Um, I'm really grateful too for the shift in our perspective of food and even how we view sodium. We were talking last episode about decolonizing our diet and the benefits of plant-based and things like that. But through this experience, I really had a new understanding of how high sodium things aren't just things that taste salty, right? Sodium is coming in really all processed foods. Um, And it was an amazing thing to recognize how to refocus and how to position myself to help my clients even in a deeper way. Individuals who are dealing with congestive heart failure, heart disease, things like that. And I'm really, really grateful for my local sister circle because I say local because we have people, you know, in relationships that are outside of Tampa But when I tell you when she had to go in and had to pivot with the girls and with work and things like that, like I had some girlfriends who really just showed up without me even really having to ask. Like they were like, no, you're in need. I got you. Well, this is the plan. Let's go. That's love, though. Oh, my God. It was so amazing. Like, it's so amazing. And so to be in a position to allow yourself to receive that type of love is a blessing, too. So I'm really, really grateful, even though we're journeying, you know. So that that love is everything, you know, and I'm so happy that Gigi's feeling better and can't wait for her to come home. She's in my thoughts. Yes. And I can concur about everything you said. Mm. And man, she makes some fire, 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 peanut butter brownies. <laughs> oh my God, I know. Right? But, you know, in solidarity right. with Gigi's health, right. I vow to step back from those. We got to dead the brownies. <laughs> 
put them on pause, cancel them. Yes, it's solidarity. You know what I'm saying? Because we we we're gonna make some shifts in our household too, and it's it's amazing because we were already on that trajectory. You mm-hmm. know, going more plant based, going more whole food, and it's just again you you learn more. You take one step. You master that step mm-hmm. and then life opens up a new opportunity for you to get even better. And you take advantage of that, not by regretting or saying I did it wrong, but no, you did it right. And that's why you were able to learn what to do next. You mm-hmm. know. So in this episode, we're discussing how to reshape our reality mm. because people often find themselves asking those questions. Why can't I get to the next step? Why can't I heal my body? Why can't I start my business? And we're going to share some of our experiences and practical tools we've uncovered along our journey that we use to answer some of those questions for ourselves and for our clients. You're rocking with the griot. What's a griot? It's a storyteller, a poet, a musician, or a music lover, and the culture cues. Celebrating life, love, and self. With ordinary people. Telling extraordinary stories. Welcome to the show. We're your hosts, Jamil B. And Keith Marcel. And we are... The this is a podcast about purpose-driven parents raising their kids, still figuring out how to raise themselves. We share our stories, lessons, and a host of amazing guests with resources that can help you figure this thing out too. I think you made such a great point about answering the question, why can't I get to that next stage in life? And I think it's really important that we remember that health is indeed wealth. I mean, without it, our quality of life can really suffer. Looking after your well-being and your mind and body are crucial to really getting what you want out of life. You know, I think about um, physical conditions like irritable bowel, gout, fatigue, obesity, heart disease, diabetes. You know, I say these things and they may sound far away, but I literally have people in my family and clients of mine who have each and every one of these things. Like they are more common than you may know, you know. Um, But I'm a firm believer that the problems we experience in life really are opportunities for innovation and creativity. And while all of those physical conditions are in part caused by lifestyle choices, the great news is they're also reversed by lifestyle choices. And when you think about lifestyle choices, what is that? How we think, how we eat, how we move. And I really think that that is great news because it means we're always in a position to have an opportunity to heal our bodies and our mind. Once we realize that our external reality is really just the result of our internal form, we regain so much power back and we don't have to give external forces power or responsibility for our healing or our happiness. I mean, so for example, each of those physical um, health conditions, like many conditions in our lives and other areas like finances or relationships, actually give us clues to the thought paradigms and the feelings we carry. And once we can get genuinely curious without judgment, but serious fascination about what we're doing and how we're producing the results that we're experiencing in life, then we'll get way more insight and control over redirecting those thoughts and those feelings that created them in the first place. Mm, that's powerful. Yeah. Let me just take a moment. Suck that in. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's, 
Oh man, uh, there's there's this book, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's an amazing book, actually. It's by Marie Kondo. It's called "The Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up." I have her, and it's the Japanese art of decluttering and organizing. Uh, and in her first chapter, she brings up a point that the typical response to tidying issues is, "Don't try tidying up your house all at once. You'll rebound. Make a habit of doing it a little at a time." Now, this is a mantra that I used to live by, and I'm sure a lot of other people do too. And it feels true, uh, and can even be applied outside of the home. So how many of us wait until tax return season to pay off our debts, when realistically we could have been doing a little at a time? And then we rebound just to build up more debt throughout the year, or take doing college homework. Uh, we, we have it all week, but we grind out on Sunday at 10 p.m. just before the deadline, feeling super accomplished, but then we start to cycle again. But what's interesting is she she goes on later to explain that we often fail in breaking the cycle, specifically because we're only doing a little a day. Mm. And her thought, which I agree with very much, is that people cannot change their habits without first changing their way of thinking. Mm. So even if you're doing a little bit a day, you're just kind of always doing a little bit a day. You're not really diving into it and to me being tidy is a mental thing just as much as it is physical but we can have a really hard time with this if we're carrying too much in our minds and our hearts already and we can't just push things away to create the illusion that we've decluttered you know it's that whole like sweeping under the rug deal Mm -hmm. you know and people do that with their minds too yeah i'm just gonna put that aside i'll get to that later i'm not worried about this person or this thing but you are but and you we are. really have to face that and we have to dive in and understand ourselves and make real change. Yeah. Oh, my God. That I think that this concept of tidying and decluttering, Marie really gave me a paradigm shift. The first time I saw her Netflix, it was amazing because decluttering, I learned, is a way to really help you to shift your perspective. And what is your reality? It's really your perspective. How you see the world is what you're going to experience in the world, period, right? And so the practice of decluttering allows you to create space to feel. And it's really therapeutic, I found, you know, and it's a great tool to gain clarity and to realign to what your true values are, you know? Yeah, and and you got to declutter your ideas to make room for your dreams and goals. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, my role as a creative and branding consultant is really letting the clients vent, dump mm. everything on me. Like, let me know everything that you want to do. What do you want to accomplish? Mm-hmm. And we'll do that in conversation as we go through the journey of discovering exactly where to start. And there are so many uh, challenges for new entrepreneurs and even established business owners, right? So on my side, on the creative and marketing, most challenges stem from having so many ideas and mm. not enough information on how to proceed. And that's really where I come in. Um, But a big misstep that many people make is taking on too much in the beginning. You know, another thing is trying to have everything be perfect on day one. Right. I know I I used to I used to suffer from uh, perfectionism. You know, I would say that it's something that I have really done a lot of self work on to grow through because and I even wrote a poem about wanting to do it right you know, but I think that's really important to allow people to know how to just start and how to be okay with growing as they learn. Well, I think you made a great point about doing it right. You know, you got to share that poem on one of these episodes, by the way. Oh, it's fire. (laughs) It's fire. (laughs) But it's, it's, uh, that's what the true, uh, true perfection is, right? It's not this 
this concept that whatever we've learned it to be, it's really just doing it right. You know, that's that could be perfect. And whatever that means, you know, I look at uh, the clay creations my daughter might make or I look at um, my older daughter, Aaliyah's her fantastic artwork. Mm -hmm. Right. And you have two choices. You can stare at what you've done and you can find the quote unquote imperfections of it. Right. Or you can look at it and say, I did this right and this is done. Right. And therefore it is perfect. Right. Because, you know, that those things fold into each other. And another thing you said about, uh, you know, just getting started. It's just we we're building up in our minds constantly what that perfection looks like when we're less focused on just starting and doing it right and being able to step back. And you have a lot of people who who look at others, you know, it's a big thing on social media. People spend so much time looking at other people's lives and they're like, well, their graphics aren't that great or Mm. their website barely functions Mm -hmm. or their video quality is not that great. But look at all their followers. Look at all their, you know, uh, they're making all this money and and, and that that's the difference. You're you're watching them Mm -hmm. and they're doing Mm -hmm. and they started. Mm -hmm. And even though they didn't have the tools to make the best quality thing, they did it right in their mind. Therefore, it's perfect. And they just iterate on it. I think that's that's really, really important. I think something else you said about stepping back to see just to circle back on this idea that your perception is your reality. And oftentimes we get bogged down by the rat race of life. You know, we mentioned how we move so quickly and we are aspiring to meet someone else's standard of health, of success, of whatever that we oftentimes lose what our standard of success and health and love and wholeness really looks like. And I think stepping back to see that is really important. So would you say that the practice of decluttering is a tool that can be used to create that type of space? And can it be used in multiple areas of life? Absolutely. Um, We have to think about the idea of moving things out of our space, right? Ideas of perfection and distraction, pushing them out. And in the physical world, you know, we've heard of feng shui and the flow of our space and the importance of that. So as far as application of decluttering, you have to get rid of what's out there distracting you. Mm -hmm. People, um, apps, whatever the case is, you have to declutter your life. Mm -hmm. Think about your app screen, how many apps you got on there. I drive people crazy sometimes when they look at the amount of notification bubbles on my apps. I've kind of started to ignore them, but I know that that it just feels heavy on me. It's something as silly as how many apps are on my phone, Mm -hmm. but it stops me from getting exactly where I need to quicker. I need to scroll through things. I ignore all this, uh, hoarding I've done of apps. Mm Mm-hmm. And that and that's the same thing with bathroom stuff and your all your different makeups or shampoos. I'm talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't recover from me. Listen, I gotta stay moisturized. <laughs> I'm just joking. I got I got I got some stuff too. You know, I got like five hair products. But you know, it's it's your space is very important. Your physical space, your mind space. Mm. We are constantly bombarded with new things, shiny objects to bring into our space. It could be uh, new things into our home. It could be new people into our lives. Mm -hmm. But we have to really dive in and start to break down what's needed and what's not needed Mm -hmm. and start to manage that and make time. You know, if there are people who want you to go out all the time, they want you to uh, be on their level and their level is not 
where you're trying to go, you know, you don't have to defriend them, but manage that relationship and move them into a place where that you're, you're an intentional space where you can spend time with that person. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to jump on that because, you know, you make a great point about the physical and the mental. So as a life coach, um, I find that I get the opportunity to really explain what that means for people because it's an abstract concept for many people, right? So my whole life, yes, your whole life, (laughs) because the, the great part about it is there is a singular truth that is present in many aspects of our life, whether we're dealing with our physical health, our emotional, our mental, our relationship, our financial, right? And that singular truth is, I'll say it again, our internal reality creates our outer form. Okay, so what does that mean? Especially if we're thinking about the tool of decluttering, which is something that I have found extremely beneficial for me personally. Okay, so let's let's go back to our health and the food that we eat, right? So you've heard about a cleanse or a detox and things like that. Really? That's decluttering. Mm-hmm. That is literally decluttering your body from the amount of toxins that have come into it. And some people love it. Other people may pass it off. But I see it really as an opportunity to give your body the space it needs physically to kind of jumpstart. And then also mentally, it gives you limitations. Uh, the founder of Bootcamp, right, you know, the app, the project management app. Yep. He said something really fantastic. He said that limitations inspire creativity. So something that I found that I did when I did my cleanse, when I put parameters on what I was going to eat, right, then what it allowed me to do was consider what ways can I experiment with food that I would never have challenged myself to do before because I didn't need to. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when you come at that, you are confronted immediately with the mindset that kept you from doing it in the first place. The mindset of convenience, the mindset of, um, really convenience probably is like a big one. Like, is this easy? (laughs) What's in my reach? What's (laughs) in my reach? So now I have to put effort, right? And so then we have to challenge some deep thoughts sometimes is, do I really think I'm worth the effort? You know, sometimes people don't recognize that these are thoughts in their mind and they would never want to say them out loud, but they're there. And it's evident because it's producing food choices that are not serving us, you know, um, another way to declutter is really decluttering your expectations of, um, yourself and of your food. And one practical way related to, um, eating is a seven day experiment that I do, um, with my clients and really encouraging them to approach food with fascination and curiosity. So we'll record what we eat and the feelings that we have about what we eat, not with judgment, not trying to hurry up and change it, but really just kind of observing what we're putting in our body. And I'll be honest, like I was really surprised what I was recognizing was in my cabinets. And I was like, oh, that's fascinating. I have a ton of processed food in my cabinet, you know, and well, well, why is that? You know what I mean? And so what it does is it allows you to confront some of the thoughts that are then present in other areas, because one way you do one thing is the way you do everything. 
you know? I feel like the impact that that would have on someone's life, I mean, it's almost immediate when you start to change your mindset. And that's, I mean, to me, that's really what you're talking about. Right. You know, you're talking about changing the way you're thinking. How? What's your relationship with these things? Exactly. Um, and I, I feel strongly that you should only focus on what you're really going to do. I feel like that's a great mm. practical step in decluttering. Mm-hmm. Just really... You know, really ask yourself and be honest. We're talking about being honest with ourselves, right? Yeah. What you talked about, what's within our reach? Mm-hmm. You know, what am I really going to do? Only focus on that and be honest, mm-hmm. you know, and we have these expectations. You said we want to declutter from, use exercise for an example. You know, that's, that's a great way to declutter your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the chemical reactions that go on while you're either lifting weights or running, doing yoga. I mean, it's just a way it not only pushes things, but extinguishes things, de-stressor. Mm-hmm. Great, but focus on that and focus on when you can do it as well. Mm-hmm. We have these expectations. I'm going to go to the gym five days a week. I'm going to go do yoga seven days a week. But then you only show up two times and now you feel bad. And now you're a little bit more cluttered with anxiety. Now you're cluttered with feeling bad about yourself. And now then you go to what what's in your reach and you're like, am I worth it? Right. So all right. this stuff is cyclic, you know, and it's just about managing those expectations within yourself, being practical and only focusing on what you, you're really going to do. And you'll find that if I set my goals to be two or three times a week for whatever a new habit or exercise uh, experience I'm trying to have. And you, you can manage that, you know, and yeah. then you can you can go with the the ebbs and flows and change your goals as you go. I think you made, um, I really like the example of the, uh, the, the exercising two paradigm shifts that have really served me as it relates to that specifically is I don't use the word exercise anymore. I have shifted my paradigm to say, I'm going to move in a way that feels good to my body. And so what that did, number one was allow me to open up opportunities to move my body in different ways than your traditional, you know, feel the pain, feel the gain exercise. Hey, don't hate, don't hate. I'm not hating. Right. It just didn't serve me. Feel the pain this morning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so I explored other things like Zumba and swimming and uh, spinning and yoga and all of these things that I found something that felt good. And so I cre- created an excitement to do it. The other paradigm shift you mentioned was like, if you start and then you stop, there's this mindset that it's all or nothing. There's this mindset that if I can't do it consistently, the very first time that I try to do it, then I can't do it and and I should give up. And that doesn't serve us. And so what I shifted my mind to believe is that I promise to be committed to always starting again. I promise to be committed to trying and a good friend of mine, um, the Megan McNeil shout out. She mentioned that if I start something right and then I restart it, what's my reboot time between stops and starts before it used to take me months to get back up and go to the gym or to run or whatever. Then it took me weeks. Then it took me a couple of days. So if I can shorten the amount of time that it takes me to try again, then that's a win. I've been guilty of that myself. So, I mean, whenever I move or even when I'm redesigning my current space, once I've decided on how it's going to look, I immediately want it all right mm. away. But I believe when you're building something like a cozy home all the way to a successful business or a clear mind, 
the implementation and testing is crucial. And it sounds so technical, but it's true. You know, like in the home, imagine getting the couch, the lamp, the end table, the plant, and then you sit down and you test it out. And then you grab some more and you do the same. And in your business, that could be the same deal. Go ahead and get your logo, draw it up. It's maybe not perfect. You know, uh, go build a website really fast on one of the tools that are out there before you actually hire a web developer. Just get started. Test it out. See what people feel about it. See how you feel about it. And then go back and make implementation. I mean, make changes as you go along. But don't get stuck on that perfection in the beginning, the idea of perfection. Do it right, but but get it out there. Start it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, most of the time I'm tidying up in, in my home is when I'm having guests, right? Mm, you know, interesting. Yeah. I'm sorry. New guest. Okay. Because you've been here before. <laughs> then you don't get nah. no clear. <laughs> you new already guest. know where everything um, is. Like, don't trip. <laughs> but I, I don't do it as much for myself. And, you know, you talked about uh, the worth that we have. Like, do I need to clean for myself? Yes, you do need to clean for yourself. You need to tidy for yourself too, not just for others. You are guests in this space too, mm. but you're you're the permanent guest. You're always here, you know, and you're coming in and out and you need to treat yourself like you would treat any other person. Um, but I do realize how good it makes me feel when I do clean up, you know, and I notice how much more relaxed I am and I'm ready to make space for something else productive. And I know we've all felt that way. And so it's it's hard sometimes to knock it all out especially being a parent it's keeping us busy being an entrepreneur keeps us crazy busy yes and it's when it's time for something to go you know it might be the home tidying needs to go and it, we just we have to move away from that and really respect the fact that we're here and we need to take care of ourselves and that that tidying needs to be the first thing yeah. decluttering needs to be the first thing and when you're starting to feel heavy listen and react yeah. and declutter and release and then come back and you'll find so much more space around you to work and to get things done. And and you don't have to worry about so much hindsight. You can just be in the moment getting things done right there. There was so many things that you said. Okay, so first of all, the releasing of this idea of perfection, like trying to have everything perfectly perfect, <laughs> you know, um, before you start a thing, throw it away. Because Hive Over Matter began with a singular shirt. Okay. It didn't, I had one shirt with one design and the poem wasn't even attached yet. It wasn't even a thing yet. But then as I began to tell the story of the shirt, I recognized like, wait a minute, no, the story is what's connecting. And so then I learned A-B test and then I, I re, you know, re-optimize and continue to grow and my entire journey has been try a thing, learn from the thing, and then do it again over and over. And the only way to do something right is to start, period, no matter what. So that's something I just wanted to really just reinforce um, with that. Another experience when I think about decluttering, because again, this is a very practical life hack. It is a tool. If it's not something that you have implemented in your life yet, I dare you to try it, not just in your home um, or in your body, but in your finances. Like there is literally a way for you to declutter any physical realm of your life that will confront you with a mindset or a paradigm that is producing a result that you no longer want. I'll give you an example. 
2019, I went into 2019 with three goals. I'm very happy that I accomplished all of them. One of which was to buy a home. I knew for three years that I wanted to buy a house and that I was not going to move from my prior location until I did one. And I remember being very frustrated with the house that I was living in at the time, the architecture. I used to complain that, you know, all of my square footage was in my ceiling. I used to complain that the shape of the house was weird. I used to call it a shotgun house. It was really, it wasn't my house, right? I didn't want to paint it because it wasn't my house. I was waiting for my house. And, um, During the home buying process, this process was very challenging for me and I got very frustrated mentally. The process was was very heavy for me to balance. Wow. It was a lot, bro. Yeah. And I remember realizing that I cannot open up space to receive anything new when I don't presently appreciate what I already have. Because whatever that thing is that you think will fix your happiness or produce whatever outcome you think it's going to do for you, it won't. Guess what? Because you're going to be the one in it. And if your mind doesn't change before you get it, you're going to treat it the same way you treat whatever you already have. And so I remember decluttering for really the first time using Marie Kondo. And that process literally changed my perception of thanking my home for sheltering me, like actually thanking the entity that is my home, like for sheltering me, thanking everything that I have and looking at the abundance that I had that was actually stifling me. You know, all of the things that you have in the knickknack drawers and all of the clothes and the, the stuff that you look at as clutter is really overabundance that you have not learned to manage. I feel attacked. Hey, (laughs) I too felt attacked and I was like, whoa, mind blown. But when I did that and I really shifted my energy and my perception and I started being present and really appreciating where I was in that moment, I guarantee you that is when it opened up for me. Man, you hit it right on the head when you mentioned being present. And when you're practicing being present, you have to seize the moment. They're fleeting. Mm. Um, so when inspiration comes, when motivation comes, when that overwhelming feeling to take action comes, you have to jump on it. If you have an idea at 3 a.m., jump up, write it down. When you see those dishes, think about how good it's going to feel to see that empty sink. And when that extra hour opens up, spend some time meditating, moving your body, exercising. And that's how you build lasting change in your life and staying present. Yeah, I think it's really important to recognize that every single choice counts, no matter how small, no matter how large, every choice we make is a vote for who we want to be. I uh, taught Raina a mantra and I often will ask her, Raina, tell me, what do you know about choices? And her response is, my choices matter and I take responsibility for them. And that is something that I truly believe in because One, we have to recognize that there is, in fact, power in every thought we have and in every choice we make. We do not have to relinquish that power or give it away. And so if you have life goals, if you have health goals, but you found yourself kind of stuck or overwhelmed or bogged down in the clutter, 
mentally or physically or, or, or whatever it is that you're experiencing, I'd often challenge you to consider whether support is necessary, right? Like um, one of the things that I said I was grateful for was my sister circle, was the fact that I have an abundance of support in my life that really came through when I needed it to remind me the things that, you know, I needed to do. And it's very difficult sometimes for people to accept that support, but also to recognize that you're worth it. Um, And as a health and a life coach, that is what I'm about. That's what I offer is to be that comrade for people. So if this is something that resonates with you, if you have those goals, but you've been feeling bogged down, I would really encourage you to go to our show notes. Of course, you can go directly to uh, my website at jamilbell.com, but I'll also have it in the show notes because I provide um, two things. One is a double your energy breakthrough session. And another is a total transformation discovery session for individuals who really want to get clear on the vision they have for their lives and for their health. They want to identify what's been stopping them, discover which foods or lifestyle habits have been sapping their energy, because how often do you have an idea of what you want to do, but you're just too tired (laughs) to do it and haven't quite figured out how to really tap into that energy. Um, And most importantly, to walk away with a step-by-step plan on how to create those results in 90 days or less. So that is something that has been tremendously beneficial and helpful for myself, for my clients. And that is something that I, I freely offer. So definitely take that opportunity um, to do that for yourself because you are worth it. And this year is, is a big year for a lot of people, 2020, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, there's so many things that come with that. And I've run into so many people who just want to launch their business. They want to start something new and they, they feeling it. They're trying to seize that moment. I'm motivated. I'm ready. And so I have this really popular coaching course called the launch kit. Um, it's a six week program that assists aspiring entrepreneurs in the very beginning stages of launching their product or service. And it starts with answering questions about LLCs, accounting softwares, what it really means to build your brand all the way through the launching of your website, social media marketing, and the uh, mysterious SEO that, uh, that people face. And I've had, I've had so many people find success through this exciting journey um, as they discover their brand because you learn so many things through there about, you know, about being intentional. Like, why do you, why do you need to offer this sort of service or product? Um, when that's really not your MVP, like you're, you're not launching with that. And so we discover that and we, and we go through the process and we move you past the blocks of what's stopping you from starting. And I think that's most important. You know, the big theme is, is you got to start. And so, uh, between this coaching, um, that you're offering and that I'm offering, I mean, it's just what you need sometimes to, to get that assistance and that help, uh, to allow you to seize that moment. Right. And it's really for every spectrum, right? So whether you are starting with wanting to focus on your physical body or to find whatever that purpose or that passion is, we can help with that. Or if you have found it and now you need to figure out how to manifest it and make it real so that you can offer it to other people, keep can help you with that. So I just feel like we are here for us. You know, um, the griots are here not only to share our own stories and lessons that we've learned and to gather and share the lessons of other individuals who are making history um, that we're super excited for, but to offer the resources that we need to continue to be successful. So take advantage because it is here for you. 
Hey, Griots. We want to thank you so much for sharing space with us. If you enjoyed this podcast or heard something you liked, pay it forward and pass it along to someone else. We're making more episodes that celebrate our stories, so support us. Go to your preferred podcast app, rate us, and subscribe. You can also follow us on IG at The Grios Podcast or visit the website at thegrios.co to get resources from the show notes or even submit a comment or question on the episode. Until next time, be inspired and be on purpose. And remember to live in the now because nothing lasts forever.